Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Aaron. Good to see you, man. Yeah, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Kurt, good to have you back here, man. All right. Good to see you guys. George as well. Hola. And uh, thanks for joining us this week. We got lots of cool things to talk about. Uh, Real quick... Another shout-out, I don't know if you guys caught this, but we're getting a lot of entries uh, on our text contest right now where you guys can text the word PRIZE to 68683 for uh, March's giveaway that's going to be valid. This keyword will be valid for all month long. You guys can text the word PRIZE to 68683. And we still have the Pink Floyd Blu-ray up for grabs, the Doors 2018 remastered CD, uh, the Long Strange Trip Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray, we have a lot of cool things in the prize closet that you guys can enter. We've gotten entries from St. Paul, Minnesota, Kansas City, Missouri, Overland Park, Kansas, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Clarksville and Nashville, Tennessee, Gainesville, Florida, Syracuse, New York, Santa Barbara, Phoenix, Arizona, Kalamazoo, Michigan, and more. All these guys have been listening to the podcast and entering the contest. So thank nice. you guys for tuning in and listening. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, this week's entries for March 1st, uh, 2019. Into the Billboard charts, new albums coming out. Uh, some new albums from Two Chains, CFCF, Crystal Fighters, Delicate Steve, Demon Hunter, Hosier. Oh wow, uh, that's the dude who did uh, Take Me to Take Church. Church. It's just been his. I think this is his first new album since then, which was like years ago. Hmm. So that's interesting. I wonder if it's any good or if it has a uh, single on it. I'm not aware. In Flames. Mark Morton, which is the guitarist from Lamb of God, he's got a solo album out. Uh, it's called Anesthetic. We actually played a track that featured um, Chester Bennington uh, from Linkin Park on the vocals. They recorded it, it was like weeks before he passed away. It was one of the last songs he did, and it's uh, actually kind of a cool track. Um, so that's out. New Queensryche album is out, The Verdict. Royal Trucks, their first new album in quite some time. Uh, Self-Esteem, Weezer, the Black Album, uh, that comes out today. I haven't heard too much off of that one. We heard the cover one. That was, what was that called? The uh, watched that like a month or two ago, huh? What color was that album? It was like a teal, the teal album. The teal album. That's right, yeah. Right. It was the covers album. So now they have the Black Album, which is, I guess, their original material. So that's out today. Like their Spinal Tap album? <laughs> None or are more. they playing Metallica's <laughs> Black Album? In, its, uh, in yeah. its entirety, Weezer style? That'd be something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, shit. All right, sad news to report in the rock news world as we kick it off with the passing of former Cure drummer Andy Anderson. Passed away at the age of 68. Uh, passed away uh, from cancer. Uh, Classic Rock is reporting that he had posted on social media back on February 17th that he was suffering from terminal stage 4 cancer. He was only briefly with The Cure and was featured on The Cure's album, The Cure Singles, November 82, November 83, and the top in the concert, The Cure Live. Over the years, he also played with Iggy Pop, Hawkwind, Peter Gabriel, uh, and former Sex Pistols bassist Glenn Matlock. 
So I guess he was kind of a session drummer, but those are some pretty impressive names that he played with, right? Kind of a underrated uh, drummer. I never really knew about him. So RIP there. Uh, moving on to more rock news. Aftershock, did you guys hear the local rock festival is expanded to three days now? Uh, it was a single-day festival in the beginning. Now it was two days for years. Now it's three-day festival. And uh, it's in Sacramento, Discovery Park, October 11th through the 13th. They must have had a success last time, I guess, huh? Yeah, they did. Uh, I guess it's been pretty successful for them over the years. Um, and uh, I don't know. Do you think it might get too big now? Three days, it's though. It's like a Coachella, huh? Yeah, that's kind of a lot. Um, but maybe more artists. I mean, that could be just a good kind of thing that way. Do they have a list of who's Not playing? Yet. No? no, they just announced the dates and everybody tripped out because it's three days now. And everybody's like, oh, they're doing a Friday thing, too. So that means three headliners instead of just two, which I, I kind of like that. Better odds in terms of that. And maybe we were all theorizing that maybe each day is going to be kind of a, a themed kind of deal. You know, there was like the jock rock kind of bands one day, the five finger death punch and all that stuff last year. And then one day was System of a Down at the drive in the more kind of alternative bands. And I think maybe they might split it up like that. But I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see uh, what happens with that. So we'll see once the lineup comes out, of course. We'll talk about it. And, uh, but it's happening, and the tickets are already on sale. They're pretty pricey. I think it's two ninety nine for a three-day pass. Yikes. Yeah. <coughs> and that's a lot of faith. You'd be buying it with no lineup announcement on that. So Get, get your hotel rooms early, right? I did. I already, yeah, I booked it because it's free cancellation, so I, you know, might as well. And we usually get media with the station, so uh, it's it's cool to do. It's become like a cool, it's well done. Uh, Danny Winmer presents, he puts on a good event. And I've been to a lot of festivals, and it's one of the better, well-run, you know, uh, uh, for for rock festivals, mainstream rock festivals, it's, it's well done. Uh, that's pretty cool, so... Check it out. Anyway, uh, more rock news about Chris Cornell. We were talking about, um, a little bit off air, about Chris Cornell's doctor coming out and saying that he's denying that he overprescribed him drugs. You know, when a lot of these guys pass away and we find out that they were on these crazy medications, apparently he was on uh, this anti-anxiety medication. It was called, well, they just say anti-anxiety meds. I'm trying to see if they have an actual, if they name the drug here. Oh, uh, oxycodone and Ativan, Ativan, hmm. and then oxycodone as well. And he was being prescribed that. And um, I guess it's a lorazepam is the, also, Ativan is the same thing. I guess they're just two different names or something. So that's what Wait, he was being prescribed. It was anxiety pills or what was it? Anti-anxiety <clears throat> medication. Oxycodone is um, pain reliever, right? Right. So yeah, it's an opiate. The hell is he prescribing him that shit for? And that's kind of, I think, the point here, right? It's like, why too? the fuck were these doctors prescribing these guys? I mean, Maybe this... knowing, too, that he has addictive personality or history with things like that. I mean, let's be honest, right? If the question is, was he prescribed more medication than he should have been? <laughs> Obviously, mm -hmm. dude. He, he, he every, every American has prescribed more medication than they yeah, should. I think have. that's a great point. You know what I'm? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a lot just of in general, right? They and, push him. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of uh, twist the system a little bit and oh, yeah. you know act like they actually do need it. Well, and then and we've heard the doctors maybe sometimes do think they need it, 
because they they're going through it. So or hey, man, I'm going on tour for the next 14 months. Can I get a gigantic supply? <laughs> yeah, right. We heard so I don't have <clears throat> trouble getting my fucking medicine. Yeah. You know, while mm-hmm. I'm on the road. We heard stories about how Prince used his bodyguard to put the prescriptions in his name as well, so he could get an additional set of medication that would be just for him on top of his normal thing. So he found out a way to do that. So that's how, excuse me, that's how powerful that stuff can be to where you're just like coming up with schemes like a drug, a drug addict does to kind of, Hey, how can we get more? You know, let's tell the doctor I'm really hurting, man. Or yeah, let's get you to get your own prescription. You know, it's crazy to think about, right? Yeah. Power of opiate abuse in this country, man. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on to more, a little bit more positive news here. Uh, Soundgarden, Foo Fighters drummer in the studio together. Soundgarden and Pearl Jam drummer Matt Cameron has reportedly launched some kind of new musical project with Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Uh, the two appeared in a brief video uh, that they posted on Instagram. It doesn't really show a whole lot. And it also featured Melvin's frontman Buzz Osborne on the guitars. Um, so we don't know too much about it. Kurt, you were saying, like, kind of maybe... Uh, bands i don't know when they do this kind of shit it's kind of like what are you doing or what do you think uh when you see these kind of like offshoot of random musicians that are just kind of coming together and putting something putting something out there i mean i would rather see these guys who are in established bands go and find up-and-coming musicians to play with other than sort of yeah that's a good point. Other musicians from other kind of and do the super group thing the way they always do right it. yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, there's no word on what it's called or anything. Yeah, rather than them come out with an album or something together, it'd be cool to like catch them in a live setting, you know, like where they just get together and play and jam or something in a bar. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's what they're practicing you know? for. Maybe it's like, it's like an little random preview. shows, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, it's an upcoming like, preview of like a charity gig or something. Yeah, like holy shit, I was over here and I caught so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, from, jamming together at a yeah, bar. right. That would be a trip. That would be cool. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe the, it's going to turn into something. But I think, Kurt, I agree. Like, you know, I kind of like what um, Jello Biafra did uh, when he broke off from the Dead Kennedys. He found this group of young kids, like this young guitarist, young drummer. And the group they're in now is the Guantanamo School of Medicine. And it's all these young kids. And he's the front man. And he okay. does, I think he only does, like, holiday in cambodia one or two dead kennedy songs but it's all their music and he wrote it all with them and i think it's cool when a established artist like what we're saying gets a group of younger hungry um musicians out there and forms them into a badass kind of band right look at ozzy man yeah same thing he was the king one of the first ones to kind of do that right kind of remind me of that queen queen with adam lambert right He's kind of a youngster. That yeah, they're taking a chance on him, and I like the fact Journey's doing the picked, same thing. They could have picked some older guys. or Right. You know. I like it when established artists get younger, newer artists into the mix and, Pick a young and, and mix it up. Dude, kind know? of like Freddie Mercury was back then, you know, when he was young. They should get of. Rami Malek in there now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just train him because he looks great and acts, he's got the mannerisms down. Uh, that actually is going to be on tour. That Queen show is coming to... A date in California, I think. I forget when, but uh, I think it's in July or something, so check that out. Um, All right, so we were talking uh, a little bit about this. I showed you guys the photo of this trumpet here, which is we'll post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash show. You guys can check it out. 
Uh, at first, you're kind of like, what the hell is this? It's a trumpet and the um, the little, what do you call them? The press keys, I guess? The tuning keys? Is uh, it? Valves. Valves. There you go. On the tr- trumpet are made, apparently, with the bullets uh, and spent casings of the shootings that happened at Stoneman Douglas High School at Parkland, Florida uh, in 2007. So this guy, Josh Landris, who survived the shooting, is making it, and it's calling it the Instrument of Hope, and it's aiming at keeping the gun violence conversation on the main stage. They've created a trumpet that is the first of its kind and hope to use it to achieve that goal by turning an instrument of violence into an instrument of hope, and Panic at the Disco is the first band to volunteer to use it on stage. Uh, And then apparently musicians can volunteer to use this instrument uh, and take turns and bring it on stage with them and kind of raise awareness uh, for gun violence. Do you guys think that's kind of an over-the-top over kind of cliched thing to do or kind of cool, or what do you think? I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Battle of the banjos. <laughs> do you think it's effective way or not even, like, really effective, or do you think it's just kind of a... Well, as, as a piece of art, <clears throat> um, I guess I like it. Um, although, uh, th- this is probably the wrong question to ask. Why not make a, uh, a guitar <laughs> or a drum or something that a rock band is more apt to play on <laughs> instead stage of a trumpet? instead of a trumpet? Although the trumpet itself is beautiful. The trumpet does look pretty way. badass, right? I think yeah. It looks, considering what it is. It almost looks like a steampunk kind of yeah. thing or something, you know? If I don't ska know. was still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ska band the fourth wave love of it. ska. <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, it's still kind of a cool message. So check it out for Absolutely. yourselves. Instrumentofhope.org. And if you're a musician or a band, you can request to use it and uh, uh, borrow it, I guess. so. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to On This Day in Music History Trivia. Got a good trivia question for you guys. On this day in 1985, this became the first Beatles song ever used in a commercial when it was used in an ad for Ford. Ford paid a hundred grand for it at the time. Was it A, drive my car, B, ticket to ride, or C, help? What do you guys think? Yeah. It's got to be either A or B, but I'll say ticket to ride because it's one of my favorite early. Yeah, that's where songs. I'm going to. Ticket to ride? No, no. What do you think, Aaron? Drive my car sounds logical and a huh. Beep 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 beep. They all yeah. work in a way, but they all work. That almost. 
Yeah. Um, Man. <laughs> I've got that's, a that's song a about one. an octopus. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a tough one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so final answer. It's probably going to be here, It's probably going to be see help that has nothing to do with the... Uh, it could be any of them. Any of them. could be any of them. Yeah. Some of them aren't very tricky questions. You know, some of them aren't. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go so A, man. I'm gonna go A. Okay, it's the most obvious. All right. Well, you guys want A, and B, I don't think advertising people the... are like really that <laughs> smart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, George, what do you think? I was just gonna say it's ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Okay. No, nah, definitely A help. I'm gonna go with A too. A. Drive my car. Yeah. Okay. Let's see for the big reveal here. But that's like a new song in a commercial. I mean, not a new song, but that's like... It is actually Help. It is C, Help. Oh, damn, I should have... The version in the commercial was actually performed by a sound-alike group. Uh It wasn't actually performed by the Beatles. Uh, But they did pay the Beatles 100 grand for the use of the song. It was the first time they ever appeared in a commercial. (laughs) The Uh, Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) So, isn't that funny? And... uh, Bordeaux wasn't a VW Beatle. Yeah. Oh, I they see didn't have Beatles did in the there. 90s, did they? Uh, they say originally that the Beatles sped up the tempo to make it more commercial. Lennon intended it as a slow song when they first wrote 85. it. And I can kind of see that. You know, help, need somebody. You know, playing it as an acoustic song instead of more of the poppy, jangly version that they came up with. Interesting. Fuck, man. I thought I heard... Uh, I probably heard that song before, or that the commercial jingle. That's before. why I wanted yeah. to ask. I was like, maybe these guys have heard it. And I have no it. memory of that ad. I'll yeah. have to bring it up on YouTube. We'll have to look for it. You should they uh, play that drive my up. car in like new commercials. Yeah, I I just it's like a current commercial with that song. I think. All right. Well, moving on to sports, it's kind of a strange story to talk about for sports just for a bit here. As Ro- Patriots owner Robert Kraft charged on two counts of first degree solicitation. We were looking at handies. <laughs> we were looking at this photo of the two ladies that were arrested at this Orchids of Asia Day Spa that apparently is in Florida and Palm Beach. Uh, he say the documents say he arrived at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in a chauffeured 2015 blue Bentley at 11 a.m. He was videotaped receiving oral and mar- manual sex from a woman at the spa in Jupiter. Officials say he gave her a hundred dollar bill at the same time. I got it. It's <laughs> impressive. A uh, hundred dollar bill and another bill before leaving at eleven fifteen a.m. Just fifteen minutes, he was in and out. Wow, coffee and donuts. Oh, wow. He was hey, I'm going to take an early lunch, guys. <laughs> Hold my calls till I get back. Oh. He was apparently at the AFC Championship game later that day in Atlanta. This this happened in Florida, and then he was at the championship game in Atlanta later that day. Yeah, I'm feeling oh, a little stressed got. out, guys. <laughs> I think I remember ah, I got to go to the Orchids of Asia yeah. Day Spa. <laughs> what now? I said, I think I remember having him a big, a big old smile on his face that day. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did, right? Oh, my God. So they I, say that he could just face a year in jail and a $5,000 fine, 100 hours of community service if convicted. I mean, look, on one hand, I got no problem with, fuck, dude, you want to go get a handy some t- somewhere, man? Right. That's, that's you ain't hurting you. nobody, dude. Yeah, you ain't right. hurting nobody, right? Yeah. On the other hand, if it was one of us that got busted doing that shit, we would go to jail, too. Exactly. You know? And it, I think the bigger picture is, like, 
to the just the you know human trafficking yeah i was about to kind of say hundreds of arrest warrants were served including 23 others in palm beach county have been issued as a result of a six-month investigation and more are expected 10 spas have been closed from palm beach and orlando alone and several people charged with sex sex trafficking have been taken molded into that like as young girls you know (laughs) oh yeah uh, that's just what they're told to do and that's what they so it's good they're cracking down on it lately so at least they're catching these guys and if it happens to be guys like robert Kraft, i think it brings a good attention to that and lets people know hey these guys are doing it hey you can you know do what you want with that information you know if you want to support a a guy that does that uses your money to go out and go go to the orchid day spa or whatever the hell Anyway, moving on to movie but TV entertainment news. Billionaire, right? He could have had like... Yeah, he could do anything. Like, why is he going a, to some day spa? He I could have know, someone right? come to his big-ass baller mansion and just do that shit at the... Dude, have yourself... In the uh, privacy of your own home. You it gotta seems get like yourself almost, another apartment, man. But it seems just like almost like an addiction or something, right? A modest apartment where you could meet people to do things like that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. He could afford it. Come on, dude. You've only got one house. You don't have a little. You don't have a little side place out in Manhattan somewhere, wherever Crazy, the hell man. you live. Nuts. Uh, but uh, Oscars. Did you guys watch it at all? Not so really sweet. care. Whatever. Shit's yeah. Garbage. I don't know, man. I'm just not cool with like watching millionaires give other millionaires yeah, hey, trophies great job millionaire yeah. yeah good job millionaire yeah Here, here's a trophy man yeah <laughs> for making a lot of money <laughs> i thought one cool thing was spike lee got his first oscar and i thought he deserved it it was a cool movie it was one of my favorites the black klansman uh movie that came out right. last year about the true story have you guys heard about the story of the I, premise i remember seeing an extended trailer for it. i haven't seen it yet yeah it's pretty cool I and mean, it's based on the true story of that uh black cop that uh infiltrated the kkk and they thought he was a white guy over the phone he used this white guy voice and then when they met in person it was an actual jewish white cop that went and met them oh, God. and played the character that they have built up over the phone and he even got a, a kkk um id card sent to him with his name on it by David Duke himself, and he had it framed on his wall because, you know. They have membership cards? Yeah, for different chapters, and he applied for this chapter in wherever it was. So wait a minute. He saw an ad in the paper. You wear a hood and have a membership card. (laughs) Yeah. So you can get 10% off your laundry. (laughs) Uh, 10% off the dry cleaner. Sure. Uh, Free bowl of soup at uh, (laughs) a... The soup Nazi. <laughs> it puts a whole new meaning on that. See what I did there? <laughs> okay, uh, check this out. Ray Liotta is in talks in a Sopranos sequel, or prequel. Have you guys seen this? They're going to make a new movie, and it's called... Isn't he older now? The Many Saints of Newark. But it's yeah. going to be before it's when gonna, he was younger? I, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Uh, it's with David Chase <laughs> and Alan Taylor. It's called The Many Saints of Newark. Ray Liotta is in... Uh, going to be joining the cast and apparently it's coming out on new line cinema and put into production so that's interesting for uh fans play the of part sopranos. as his, uh, twin grandfather yeah maybe he'll be like a f- uh, maybe it'll be a, f- a future kind of scene where he plays an older version of himself you know like you know mm. a, a prequel can have a flash forward kind of you know oh so he's not gonna like star in it or anything. no he's just, he's just gonna, gonna join the part. cast join yeah. the cast yeah mm as a character you know something like that so that's happening uh out today in theaters 
not too many movies, and one of them looks like shit. Uh, a Medea family funeral. Oh god, those movies are always just the worst. I don't know. Make so much How money off those. They make though. so much money. They off do. Those fucking. Well, movies. you know what you're gonna get, and there are certain people that want to see that over and over again. Some people want a Big Mac. Some people want something predictable and. Some people me like, oh my god, how could you want that? But some people I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, what's that? So it's like a dude, it's like the professor right? Okay. over and over. Yeah, again. so it's a dude dressing in drag constantly as a woman as a joke. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Yeah, I've actually never and seen. And then one. the I, entire I, I, premise is it of fire ish. Like, yeah, is is Medea well, is Medea actually a woman or is you know that's on, a good or question. Is he, I don't, a know. man dressed as a woman on the, on I, the think movie. In the I think in the movie universe, a it's a woman. Yeah. Okay, so he's... Right. Yeah. But it's just he plays multiple characters, right? Right. He? Okay. It's like the Nutty Professor but, universe. But the entire premise of every one of those movies is sort of some weird, like... <laughs> Playing off of like African American stereotypes, yeah, and it's you always know what a, I mean? like Family Feud, like they're always fighting and everything's always about a problem. It, well, first thing that comes to my mind is um, all those Ernest movies. Ernest goes to jail. Oh, Ernest yeah. Halloween, very it's similar like, to the like, Ernest movies. What was that one? The importance of being Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he in that one? I don't know. I don't think he was. Frank and Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, oh, I Ernest to goes to that, camp, I uh, think. Strip. He goes to camp one time. Uh, hey, so. Vern. <laughs> so there you go. All-time um, best Ernest quote was from Ernest um, Scared. What is it? What's scared the hollow? Stupid. Yes, Ernest Booger Scared lips. Stupid. How about a bumper sandwich, bugger lips? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. It's Oscar, Oscar winning. Oscar worthy. <laughs> he runs over some goblins after that. <laughs> Gotta love goblins. This other movie was kind of interesting. It's uh, called Greta, and it's about a young woman befriending a lonely widow who's harboring a dark and deadly agenda towards her. I wish we could watch the trailer here on the screen, but we're having a little difficulties here in the studio. But basically, it's 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 a trip. Like, this girl's on the subway. She's new to U- New York, young girl, and she finds this She's purse. She's new to New York? New, new to oh, New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a whole different movie, wouldn't it? Uh, no, but she's uh, on the subway and she finds this purse and it has his ID in there and it's this old lady. So she goes to her house and, hey, I found this purse on the subway. And the lady's like, oh, thanks for doing that. You know, I lost my daughter and I'm lonely here. Come come in for a cup of tea and come all this stuff, right? Come on in, I got some candy. So she befriends her and stuff, <laughs> right? And she goes in there. And then after, like, I guess one or two times of going in there, she goes to get something out of a drawer. She's like, oh, get that out of the drawer. And she goes in the drawer, and there's, like, 15 of those purses in there. And they're all, they have, like, a tag on the back that says, like, someone's name or some some kind of identifying thing, right? And then so she, like, closes the door, and then she's like, what the fuck, you know? And the old lady's like, hey, did you find it? Everything okay, you know, at first? And then <laughs> so she, in like, halfway through the, the trailer, you see that uh, they, they have some kind of disagreement where she's like, why, why, you know, I don't want to be around here anymore. So this lady's like pursuing her now, like all over town at her job uh, on the subway. You know, like she works at a restaurant and then she's like sitting at the table and she's serving her and she like throws the glass on the table, you know, and making her clean it up and all this crazy shit. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so it looks kind of interesting. So hmm. it's, it's called Greta. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool twisted so you found kind of purse, sounding huh? movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm interested. That's. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk 
uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way? Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. Uh, R. Kelly, did you guys hear about R. Kelly? How could you not, man? Uh, What's left? Uh, Well, yeah, right. His bond was set at one million, so I don't think he's. uh, Somebody posted the hundred grand. It was a female, apparently just a fan, anonymous female came forward and gave him the bond money because he he didn't have the money. Anonymous, yeah, right. And that's kind of creepy and weird. Uh, uh, So he doesn't have a hundred grand, huh? No, to his name. I know. I guess not. Figure, uh, you ever wonder how people like that manipulate people's minds in such a way that they're willing to like give everything? Yeah, like a Charles Manson type of person. Yeah, man, for yeah, real. They, yeah, they find these girls that are uh, young, impressionable, want maybe just hate the world or want to run away from home, and they have some kind of celebrity status to them that creates like this, like oh my god, you know, this is so cool, right? Imagine how stupid you were when you were eighteen. 19 20 years old you know and you're new to the world and then you run into someone like that that's like oh wow Gosh. you're r kelly whoa Hit singles that's amazing, on the radio you know? yeah, yeah and all that like, shit and he's like yeah well you know hey you're you're kind of cute girl come on over to my place and let's hang out you know and if you're like on the run or just hating your parents and <laughs> well stuff, you know right? i'm 14 right yep i know you're 14 14 <laughs> for sure you're 14 yep <laughs> for sure yep Haters want to hate, lovers want to love, I don't even want none of the above, I want to piss on you. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, drip, dude, drip, drip. one of the best skits, that shit was so funny. He was so pissed when Dave Chappelle did that originally. Yeah, how yeah. are you going to write a song about it and then Dave Chappelle's like, well, how, how are you, you going to piss on chicks, you know, like what yeah. the fuck's wrong how, with you? How are you going to make a movie about pissing on people? How, how are you going to make a movie about pissing on people? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Or some that's right. video. <laughs> Oh my God! Apparently, he also faced eviction from his studio. He o- he owed more than one hundred and sixty-six grand in unpaid rent in his uh, music studio that he was using. That's what I'm saying, dude. That whole. Uh, and can you imagine owing a hundred and how much? One hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars. One hundred sixty-six just for the studio, but then and he, rent and not getting the kick the fuck out. Then like he owed hell. eighty grand in rent on his own home on top of that one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars. Isn't that mm. crazy? So the judge finally signed off on the eviction notice, and you yeah, get, it's crazy. When man. you're making money, I mean, you, at some point you got to hire uh, an accountant or something, right? When you got a lot of money, like <laughs> yeah, you would think. Like, fucking I mean, you know. all the most successful rich people have handlers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's there how comes a point where you, as the rich person, lose 
touch with fucking reality, man. Yeah, and you need people you know? to like, yeah, say you hey, need no, people wait a to minute. say you can't do that. You, you can't, can't keep say that. Ten grand yeah. pieces of artwork and just fucking putting them up in the attic, you know, or doing weird shit like that. Right, that these right. people end up doing, and it's I mean, like, a lot of, yeah, a lot of these. It's not like normal. A lot of these artists is yeah, actually a persona, you know. Not a, it is. Not, like not all these artists have all this money that and, they talk about. And they have to go out. You're like, oh, hey, Mister Kelly, I just noticed the torture den in your basement. What's up with that? <laughs> when did that. you have that installed? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's okay. I haven't paid for it or anything. <laughs> I still owe them for the installation on that. Uh, Man. All right. Well, moving on to some more positive news. I thought this was kind of a funny story. This holi- this dude, okay, did you guys see this? This guy's going to be retiring. I think the retiring age here in California is 65 uh, to retire and get benefits through Social Security and stuff, right? You don't get very much, though. I think you get, like, probably end up getting 1500 to $2,000 a month if you're lucky uh, in Social Security when we're at that age. If, if we even have that money to use in 30 years for me uh, as an example. But anyway, this guy's using it, and he decides that he wants to go to a Holiday Inn instead of a retirement home because it's cheaper and he lists all the benefits here i thought this was interesting Damn, is that right a holiday inn is cheaper so check this out uh for uh, uh, a nursing home stay it's 188 dollars per day but holy fuck a holiday inn is only 59.23 a night with uh, a senior discount, and you got that mm. continental breakfast every day. That he says that leaves one hundred and twenty-eight dollars a day for slices. lunch and dinner in any restaurant we want, room service, laundry, gratuities, special TV, movies. Plus, they provide a spa, swimming pool, a workout room, lounge, washer dryer. Most have free toothpaste and razors. All have free shampoo and soap. Five dollars worth of tips a day, and you'll have the entire staff scrambling to help you. They treat you like a customer, not a patient. There's a city bus stop, handicap bus, meet other people. Change the scenery. You can go to the airport. Not stuck in one well, place forever. Looks like I know where I'm retiring. So that kind of makes sense, right? And we did the math. $60 a day. It's like comes out to about, I think, $1,800 a month. Something like that. Yeah, this is a sub uh, subculture of older folks that... I read an article about these folks that travel um, by cruise ship uh-huh. as many months of the year as they can because for the exact stay, same... Food. Yeah, exact thing you just described. There's a doctor on duty if something happens. Right, there's a nurse there. Your, your food is all all covered. And you get to see the world and travel or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Instead of paying $188 a day for some shitty nursing home where everybody... It smells like piss yeah. and old yeah. milk. And then you got those old orderly people that are like molesting all the old people and shit <laughs> too. Terrible. You know, it's true. It's sad. It's horrible, man. You know, like now. That shit's like... They've got them in a quilting sweatshop. Right? Yeah, that too. Your grandma's quite a quilter. My fingers hurt. <laughs> oh, no, your back's going to hurt. You just Come on, Mildred. Duty. Hurry up. Anyone else's fingers hurt? <laughs> I didn't think so. I need two more blankets by the end of the night. Mm. Do you guys know how pastrami is different than corned beef? Um, if you had to describe um, to me. One's uh, corned. <laughs> and the other well, is pastramed. That's right. <laughs> One is good on rye bread. Okay, one originates from Ital- uh, Italy. One's Italian, and uh, that would be the pastrami. Uh, okay, it says, I'll tell you, corned beef is typically made by salt-curing beef, usually brisket. Pastrami, on the other hand, is generally cut from the cow's navel area. It's less stringy than corned beef when you eat it. It can also be made with brisket, meaning in some cases the only difference between the two dishes is the cooking process. Corned beef is either broiled or steamed after being salt cured. 
while pastrami is usually seasoned with a dry spice mix. Both of the spices and the mixes are similar, but the process is a little bit different. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. It is. Especially for St. Patty's Day. A lot of corned beef's going to be... Oh, I love corned beef. I know, this yeah, shit's bomb. So good. Oh. I love that seasoning on it. Just falls uh, apart. Uh, we're right. playing that day. Oh, yeah? Nice. Hey, let the we listeners are. know. Where are you guys playing? <laughs> uh, Calhoun is booked at the uh, Almond Tree nice. Restaurant oh, at yeah, Water. That's right. Sunday, May 7th. Um, May? The time Mar- March seventeenth. March seventeenth. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> the the time hasn't been determined yet, but we'll have flyers and things will go on on Facebook and all that. Nice. So just check out you the heads up to save the date. Check out Calhoun's Facebook for all those updates, and uh, that sounds to be a good show that weekend. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What a date to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! All right, uh, last story for the night, which I thought was kind of a cool one, is this conspiracy corner here. Is the Nevada Triangle, which connects to Fresno, linked to unexplained disappearances? So, have you guys heard about this triangle? Never. The Nevada Triangle? No, but. I want to hear more. Okay, so here's the deal. 11 years ago this month, hikers found identification belonging to Steve Fawcett, a world-famous aviator and adventurer who vanished a year earlier. The vast search for him focused attention on what is now called the Nevada Triangle. It's an area not nearly as infamous as the Bermuda Triangle, but has seen far more disappearances. They say uh, Steve Fawcett in 2007 flew out of a landing strip in northern nevada and vanished for months searchers combed the rugged mountains looking for his plane what they found were eight other plane wrecks no one even knew about while looking for this guy by one estimate two thousand planes have vanished in the last 60 years in what pilots call the nevada triangle the vast area between las vegas reno and fresno that averages out to about three planes per month far more than have ever disappeared from the infamous bermuda triangle what do you guys think about that just off the get-go? Oh, it's creepy. That's yeah. a treacherous area. That route that Fawcett took probably that day. Catch, yeah. Probably catch a lot of weird wind um, coming off the mountains. That's yeah, because the there's, there's a pass that yeah, they say, he was trying to go through the Sierras, right, to get from Nevada into California. Right. Scientists have determined that the strong winds from the Pacific create a powerful downdraft when they cross the Sierra, strong enough to slam small planes into the ground. But many of the aircraft that have gone missing weren't small at all. 
a B-52 bomber, and other military Damn, craft bomber. among them uh, also. Did they ever find that remains of that? I don't think. I'm not sure. I mean, how that are shit is gonna... rugged back there, man. Powerful I mean, winds, treacherous weather, major factors. Yeah, I guess factors. I can't imagine. I'm thinking of, you know, in an ocean it can sink and never to be seen again. But, like, on land surface, you figure, like, at some point you're going to come across it, right? But if it's that crazy and treacherous, I don't know. Uh, they say it's more than just planes that disappear. It's also people. Uh, they pulled out a map of Nevada and California. Oh, this guy. Hold on. Uh, okay. So yeah, for black hole there. For, for nine years, former police officer turned author David Paulides has scoured about 20,000 missing person files based on very specific criteria. He's whittled them down to about 1,200 seemingly inexplicable uh, inexplicable mysteries, people who vanish under unusual circumstances. And apparently three of those clusters of these people where they disappear exist within the Nevada Triangle, including at the top of the list, Yosemite National Park. Yeah. What if it's just like this crazy family of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre with fucking RPGs and shit? I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's just dangerous territory, dude. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's beautiful. No, get me wrong. But there's so many things that can go wrong in those sort of mountainous terrain you know yeah they say wild animals often the like, missing vanishes into thin air while while getting lost with other never, hikers you know? dogs are unable to pick up any scent there are no tracks small children who vanish are found a day later and many miles away over mountain ranges human deductions and animal attacks are ruled out for years he requested lists of the missing people from national park service but was told they don't keep any such list more recently yosemite uh, uh, officials have opened up um this guy was saying he's a ranger at Yosemite National Park. He said, quote, it might be 10 years later, you find a shoe, a piece of clothing that connects the case from many, many years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. That guy recently who was on a trail. Bigfoot, dude. It's Bigfoot. By a mountain lion. And, <laughs> and we were saying him. Area 51's kind of in the area and may account for some of the unexplained aircraft uh, disappearances. That just recently got attacked by a mountain lion, and he actually uh, yeah, he killed it. He was able to smother it. With his bare it. hands, right? Yeah, that's yeah, he, but, he was able to choke it out and stuff. I mean, if it was a kid, kid would have been dead, right? Oh, yeah. There would have been no way. And then they probably would have been chewed up and never to be found again. And like, uh, you know, like, like human encroachment into habitat and different shit causes like animals to come down out of the wilderness that wouldn't norm, you know. Right. Dude, you're building suburbs, you know, out on the edge of civilization. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. There are animals that live out there. Yeah, for hundreds of years. Even though you might not know it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mountain Definitely lions, true. bears, Bigfoot. <laughs> Got to yeah. respect all that. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us this week on the podcast. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. See Peace. you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion 
opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.